Welcome back to the Spiritually Intimate Conversations podcast. If you don't know me, I am Blair Dreesen. I am your host. And as we are kind of diving back into recording again and sharing episodes again with you guys, because, you know, like I shared on the little previous episode that I just did, um, you know, we took a little mini break and I've just been kind of shifting and evolving and kind of allowing myself to kind of sort through like, what are the conversations that I want to continue to keep having here? And what do I want to continue to keep doing in this space? Now, as I've been kind of through this healing process, a lot of other things have been coming up for me personally in my own journey. And I've been talking about things. It's not like I haven't been talking about it, but I haven't been sharing as much as I normally do. And I've, I've talked about that as well, how I've needed to kind of like pull back in a lot of regards to give myself the space I needed to move through some things and hold myself and make my healing priority number one. Um, and to continue to keep giving myself what I needed. Uh, recently, if you missed this on social media, I uh, shared uh, openly that I decided that I needed to get some deeper support in my journey. And I am going to be starting, or I did start actually this week, uh, treatment for body dysmorphic disorder and an eating disorder. And I'm also being, um, evaluated for OCD because technically, if you, if you don't know this, um, body dysmorphic disorder is not considered an eating disorder. It's not in the same category as eating disorders. It's actually under the category of, um, like other types of conditions, like, like OCD. Um, and I do have things that, uh, and I'm kind of giggling and I'm giggling because I'm nervous and I don't know how other ways to say certain things other than like, yes, I do do things in a very OCD manner. And more so than just like, I used to joke around and be like, I'm super anal about things. Um, when it comes to having things a certain way, but it, it goes far deeper than that, um, that I've never really talked about. Um, I don't think I've ever, <laughs> My husband's probably the only person who knows, and he only found out about some of this stuff until very recently. That's how much I've hid some of these things um, from him, or I've tried in my own head to just be kind of like, oh, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. It's just my little thing, right? It doesn't, it doesn't affect anybody. So it's not anything I need to really like freak out over, right? Um, but the reason why I want to kind of talk about this and kind of like, as this first episode kind of back is because I really just want to like be vulnerable with you guys and really just show up and really just share, because that's, you know, what I has always supported me. And I know it really truly helps and support other women when I share in that way, um, to share my story and for others to be able to hear my story. Um, and whether or not you resonate with the actual things that I'm going through, I feel like everyone can resonate to having things that they have inside of them that maybe they hold shame around or judgment around or things that they stress over, or they don't want other people to know. And when we hide those pieces of ourselves, uh, whether that's from, you know, everybody else around us or the people that we're closest to, or even from ourselves. Cause like, you're going to hear there's pieces of this that I was 
really hiding from my own self. Like I wasn't really acknowledging fully to myself when we don't allow ourselves to really just like share these things or really outreach when we need the support that we need. This is when we become, we can feel more disconnected and disassociated from our own bodies and we can become more depressed and more anxious and it can continue um, creating these gaps where, you know, it's harder for us um, to, to be functioning every single day and for us to be feeling like you know, at our highest self to feel good about ourselves and to love ourselves and to have the type of life that we're desiring, um, because we're not really supporting ourselves fully in the way that we truly need. And I know that there's this stigma for a lot of people around mental health and emotional health and getting the support that they need, or they have certain, um, fears around going to the doctor and asking for support or asking maybe for the medication, if maybe they they need depression medication or anxiety medication, like, or to get, you know, therapy or counseling for whatever. And I feel like this is a perfect time for me to just insert here, like this episode, nowhere am I sharing my story and then telling you what you need to do medically. That is a conversation between you and your doctor. I am not a licensed therapist. I'm not a licensed professional. I'm not a, you know, uh, I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you what is correct for you in terms of your treatment. I can, you know, suggest the, the ways in which to reach out to the correct channels to get the support that you need. But I think that that's the one thing that I can encourage is that if you're listening to this or, you know, somebody who's struggling to help them get the support that they need or for you to get the support that they need. Um, and I will definitely put in the show notes below. There is a website called psychologytoday.com. It's a great starting spot. If this, any of this resonates with you, or you feel like you're needing the extra support that you need, being able to connect in with a therapist, um, is a great starting point going to your doctor, letting them know. I know for me, it was really hard to talk about a lot of this stuff. Um, but once I started getting the help that I needed, it's like that, that massive weight that I was carrying around really started to lift. And it, it, it opened me up to the healing journey that I've been on, um, for the last, oh my gosh, now going on, like, what is it like 10 years when I really, um, took ownership in, and I don't want to say ownership, I don't know, ownership, I guess is the right word, but I really just, I took an, I took, um, the initiative or, or however you want to say, I went and and got support from my doctor with my postpartum depression because I was in a really, really bad place. And I, that's what kind of really started this, um, journey for me down this path of self-discovery and personal development and mindset work and spiritual growth work and my awakening and all the other things that's kind of now led me into the space that I am right now and how I work with women, but essentially also how I support and help myself. So in terms of, uh, my body dysmorphic disorder and eating disorder, which you might hear me refer to it as BDD and ED, uh, for short, uh, you know, I, I shared that when I had my implants removed, so I had a breast implant illness, I had my explant July of 2020, you know, I was prepared heading into that, that clearly this was going to probably trigger some, you know, negative thoughts or feelings and whatnot 
because it was going to be a significant change in how my body looked. And I've always struggled and I've, I've shared this. I've always struggled with body image. And ever since I can remember, probably since like junior high, and I'll dig into that a little bit more in a moment, but when I had the explant, it, it definitely opened up more than what I was fully prepared for. And what it really opened up is highlighting things that I had either not known that I was doing, or it highlighted areas that I was like, Oh no, I know that. But I thought I had really like I'd worked through that, or I felt like I'd gotten a handle on that. And it just kind of highlighted literally everything, right? It really shone that bright light on all the shadows and nooks and crannies of everything. And at first I didn't really, it was one of those, like, I didn't even realize that that was what was happening. And it took a while. It took a while for me to even become very like conscious to like what was unfolding and what was happening. Cause there was a lot of other things that was going on during that time. I was experiencing a lot of grief in my body around a lot of other things that were going on in my life. And so you couple all of that grief with although the state of the world of everything that we were going through in 2020, then I'm having major surgery. I'm X planning. It's a lot of things. My body now has shifted and changed on top of a lot of other changes. And it was just a lot for my body to take on. And then all of last year, I know I've, I've been sharing just like a lot of the other health struggles, a lot of the other things. And I'm also side note, looking like they might not have removed all of the capsule tissue within my breasts, um, which I did talk about on the episode that we talked about breast implant illness and explants, which you can definitely go back and listen to that episode. Super freaking good. Um, but I'm looking at probably having to go back in and getting that cleaned out. But anyways, with this realization, it really allowed me to recognize all of this stuff, right. And me recognizing I needed better support and I needed to connect with a therapist and start treatment for myself. Now I've never, never gone for treatment for something like this. I've never worked with a therapist in this way. Um, I've never really fully owned this even vocally, even to like licensed, I guess, professionals. Um, it's always been something that I've been aware of, but I've just kind of like brushed to the side or I've, you know, I felt like I've worked through, um, I've struggled with this since I was, like I said, since middle school, junior high, whatever you want to call it, like seventh grade, you know, elementary school, I was never really concerned about my body. I never really thought about it. Didn't think about how I looked. None of that. It never was a concern of mine until I got into junior high and junior high was really, it was like my whole world got flipped upside down. I felt like I lost a lot of friends. I felt like a lot of my friends were becoming more popular than I was. I felt like I didn't fit in. I felt like I didn't dress the same way, or I didn't feel like I looked the same way. And here's the thing, like I could have, I literally could have but in my mind, I didn't feel like I did. And that was kind of like the start of it. Like, I just didn't feel like I looked like everybody else was like everybody else and wasn't being accepted by everybody else. And I directly correlated it to how I looked, how my body looked, how I dressed, how everything, right. So I started becoming very hyper-focused on a lot of this stuff. 
Um, I was also at the same time being bullied about my body and being shamed about my body. I was being told that I had, and I did, I had, you know, a larger butt. I had hips. I just do. Um, I'm a little more pear shaped in my body type, but it was very highlighted and talked about in a very negative way, talking about that, you know, when I was coming around corners, making beeping noises at me, like a semi saying, Hey, look out. She makes wide turns, wide load coming through the hallway. Comments like this were being made to me. My body was being picked apart a lot of times by other people. And it was really affecting me emotionally. And I was starting to hide my body, dress in baggier clothes, which then kind of led me during this time. I, I was born in 81, uh, February 81. So I just turned 41. So I was, you know, teen years going through the nineties. So we were talking, you know, we had the, the grunge era, the skater era and the G funk era. I landed in G funk. Okay. If you did, if you can't picture this, just try to sit back and really try to picture this because I was like full on the baggier, the better, because I really was trying to hide my body, but then it really got me kind of like in the G funk ish crowd, right? G funk skater crowd is who I was starting to hang out with. And I really started creating a very kind of this alter ego, one might say, to protect myself. I felt like so many people had judged me. So I just started becoming very abrasive and very um, cold with people immediately, except for the people that were close to me, all my friends, you know, they all were like, oh my God, you're such a softie. You're so sweet. If anybody ever knew, like you're the sweetest thing ever, but to everyone else, you're like, fuck off. I'm going to kick your ass you know, don't come talk to me, fuck off. Like, I was just like, that was me in like ninth grade and on. I was very aggressive. I would tell everybody to fuck off. I wasn't always the nicest, um, but it was my way to protect myself because at one point I felt like the clothes, again, it started pulling negative attention to me. People were judging me not for only for my body, but now how I dressed and started making all these assumptions of who I was. So I just basically told everybody to fuck off. During this time, also, I was struggling with the beginning of my, with eating disorder and eating disorder within different disordered patterns and, and behaviors. And, um, I was becoming very hyper aware of my food, of what I was eating, when I was eating around others, how much I was eating, how much calorie content, everything was. I was, I would go into states of restricting everything where I didn't, I felt like I couldn't eat and I didn't want to eat. Um, and then other times where I felt like I would binge on a lot of food and then I would shame myself and hate myself. So then I would not eat anything for days on, you know, for periods of time, I was hiding a lot of my eating habits from my family. My mom and my dad worked opposite shifts growing up. So there, it was very easy to not for them not to see if I would go long periods without eating because they weren't awake for me for you know breakfasts and lunches and things. Um, it uh, was not uncommon for me to go all day long until dinner and I hadn't eaten anything and then I would just kind of like pick up my dinner and not really eat my dinner. Um, I was developing fear around food. Um, I had a very strong fear that food was going to make me physically sick, not just like get like, it wasn't going to make me sick or gain weight. There was also layers of fear around food that, because I have a, um, 
a fear of vomit and me vomiting. And so I would restrict food out of fear of that as well. So I had fears that food was going to make me gain weight. And then also it could physically make me sick. So I, there was a lot of things I was struggling with. And I feel there was one period of time that I was literally living on tea and salting crackers because I told myself that was the only thing that wasn't going to make me sick. And it definitely wasn't going to make me fat. And so I was hyper controlling literally everything through my, um, younger years, teenage years. And this went, um, you know, all the way into like when I was pregnant with my very first and that really like, I gained a lot of weight. I gained like 85 pounds in my pregnancy. Um, and I was being shamed by my doctor through the entire thing on top of it. She's like telling me like how much weight I'm getting, how it's not good, blah, 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 blah. Um, and actually, you know, I should backtrack before I even got pregnant. I don't even know why I even like, I was, the brain just didn't even want to talk about it. Right. But I, it should be said, Um, as I was going through my teen years and I was struggling still with all of these things, it put me in positions where I was starting to date men. I say men, boys that were not very supportive. They were emotionally abusive, physically abusive, sexually abusive. Um, I had one boyfriend in particular who would shame me consistently about my body. He would tell me what to wear. And if I wasn't wearing what he wanted me to wear, he would shame me about it. He was always talking about how much weight I had on my body, what I was eating. Um, He made me for my birthday, an entire guide that literally was like, uh, here, what workouts did you do today? What did you eat today? It was like a tracker of everything. And he binded it. And like, I mean, I have to give him props. Like he put effort I guess, into like creating it. He was super proud of himself too. I remember when he handed it to me, like he was like so proud thinking I was going to be like, so jazzed about this freaking present. And I'm looking at him like, huh? And, and I still stayed with him and it's like, it was so not healthy. Um, and he was cheating on me. And the last straw essentially was, uh, a physical altercation with him where he was, um, physically attacking me and the cops were called and it was, it was not good. Um, got me out of that relationship, but then I, I went into another, you know, not so great relationship after that. Um, anyways, these, that I'm like, where do I go from there? A lot of those things obviously just continued further compounding these eating issues and these these body issues that I had. And again, leading into pregnancy, leading into all those changes, I had really bad postpartum depression. Um, My ex-husband who I was with, with, you know, my first, uh, there was a lot of different issues that were going on there. All of them were stemming from deep seated issues that I had with my body and how I didn't feel physically comfortable with my body. And all the patterns that I was hiding and, and trying to like control, which led me into starting to work out. And I was trying to reclaim my health, but I was still doing it in a very disordered way. But in my mind, I'm thinking this is way healthier than what I was doing before. Right. But it just kind of turned into a way that I was still controlling things, but it was still not super supportive for me and my health and my emotional well-being. 
you know, these things fast forward how many years, right? And I eventually, you know, I've gotten pregnant again. I went through really bad postpartum depression with my youngest. I started getting into health and fitness again because I remember like, oh, that, you know, it helped pull me out of my depression. I started focusing on this. I started trying to help my body and heal my body and lose the weight. But then that turned into me building a business around my body. And even though I loved that business, I was very successful in that business. And I partnered with a company that I still strongly believe is a wonderful company. They are, they are amazing at what they do. They are very super supportive in trying to help people. It's not about trying to fuel a toxic diet culture or shaming people or anything of that nature. But for somebody like me who had not really fully just accepted that I these were issues for me. These were things that I needed deeper support with. I had turned all of these things and then connected it into a business. And now this is where it became toxic without even knowing it was toxic. I'm being praised. I'm being rewarded. I'm, 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 you know, my in, income is being directly impacted by the pounds. I felt like by the pounds that I lose, how do I look? How successful am I am in my own fitness journey? How am I sharing that? How am I, you know, continually putting that out there? And I attached that. Nobody else attached that for me. I did that, right? But because of those things, it continued to keep fueling this deeper issues that I, again, I just wasn't fully seeing of how it was creating more disordered thought patterns and behaviors, um, a lot of the stuff that goes on in my head or the day, my day-to-day life at this point, it's almost like background noise. A lot of times I can be very conscious to it. I've done a lot of awareness work on it. I've done a lot of healing work on it, but recently when it came to the explant, when it came to all of these other things, it just like, it took all of that the stuff that I felt like I had been really helping and working on. And it literally just like imploded it hugely. And it just, it felt like everything that I had done up until that point was like completely gone. I felt like nothing was working anymore. Everything that I tried to do was like not helping. Um, and that's when I was like, I really just definitely need to get some deeper support and deeper help in this, um, and have somebody walking alongside me. Right. And I share this with my clients all the time. I talk with other women about this all the time, that there's times when in our journey where we can be on our journey, we don't need to always have a coach. We don't always need to be in a program. We don't always have to be investing in ourselves all the time. There's periods of time for integration. There's periods of time that you can be like implementing and and doing things. I don't want to say on your own, but not with like maybe working with a mentor one-on-one. I strongly feel that you can do that. But then there are times where we have to recognize that it's, it's super supportive for us to have somebody walking alongside us and helping us through things. And that could be like a multitude of things, right? It could be mean that you need a business coach to help you with your business. It could mean like you need a therapist. It could mean that you're, you know, you need support in, you know, uh, your marriage or whatever the case may be. There's things out there for you that you can ask for help when you need it. It's just recognizing, is this the time that I need the help? Is this the time to actually extend the hand out and ask for it? Is this the time 
to know that like it, it, there's no shame and having somebody come in and walk alongside me in my journey right now, because this is, it's a harder period, you know, because we go through different seasons of life. We have a lot of ebbs and flows and this season in my life, you know, after everything I've been through the, the grief that I was unpacking the explant, um, which also, you know, dealing with different things with my physical health, I've, as I've been trying to detox all of that. And also something that I haven't talked a ton about, but has been another layer that I'm been unpacking within my own inner child healing is a lot of other things around, um, some parenting wounds. Um, I've, I knew a lot of stuff, but there's been some other layers that I've been kind of further uh, deep digging into, which that brings up layers of grief and layers of, you know, things that need to be processed and trauma that has been stored in my body that I'm, I'm now moving through. And I know that a lot of this stuff is, is, you know, what has kind of created the beat, you know, my BDD and my eating disorders, like those things really stemmed from a multitude of traumas and things that I went through as a child, whether it was in what went on in my family home, um, and what was going on or what was going on when I went, you know, into junior high, or when I was dating, um, some of these, you know, I mean, I'll just say, I mean, assholes, right. They were just freaking assholes to me um, of how they treated me. They just were not very decent to me at all. Uh, all of that has impacted me and it's impacted my body and it's impacted a lot of these things. And so as again, as much as I've known a lot of this stuff, it's, it's now allowing myself to say, you know what, I really want to go deeper with this because I'm recognizing that currently right now in the season of my life, when all of this stuff kind of imploded all at once, a lot of stuff came to a head and I need the extra support with it. I need somebody to hold me, um, while I move through some of this. So that's where I'm currently at. It's a snippet of what has been going on in my personal own healing. And I feel like I'm finally in a space that I can really talk about it. I can really own it. I can really like say it, even though I'm going to be honest, like there's some shame, there's some judgment there. There's some things that I hold. There's some fears that I have like, Oh my God, what are people going to think about me? What are people going to think? Like, are people going to judge me? Are people going to not like me? Are people going to sit there and think like I could, you know, uh, like I had a fear that like all my past clients were going to be angry at me. Like, all my fitness clients that I ever had over the years or my current clients that I've been working with in the last couple of years, like how could she have been coaching me when she's had struggles here or thinking that women will listen to this right now and be like, well, I'm never going to work with her. Cause like, she sounds like a mess, right? Like this is, these are the fears that I have or that people are, are going to be like, why is she sharing this? Like, like we need to know, like, keep your private life, your private life. Like we don't need to hear all these things. Or I even had a fear of people being like, seriously, like, does this girl just like has a never ending? Like she had a hysterectomy and then the colon surgery and then these health issues and then her breast implant illness. And now this, you know, BDD and ED, like, is it a never ending cycle? Like what's going on? Like, 
these are all the things that go on inside my head. And these are the things that need to be said and they need to be aired and they need to be like flushed out because that is how we move that, that lower, you know, vibrational emotion and energy. We, when we allow ourselves to shine light on it and we speak it out and we move it out and we let other people see us and, and see us in our messiness and see us in our imperfectness and see us in our grief and our pain. And they see like, we're all human. I'm human. I'm just like everybody else. And I think that was the best thing my therapist said when I met her. I love her. She's so sweet. I'm really excited to start working with her. But like the first thing she said was like, it's like therapists can't be human, right? Cause she knows what I do. So she's like, it's like, you know, a spiritual life coach, a business coach, what, you know, she, you know, that was the term I just gave her loosely. Um, she was like, like what, you can't be human. Like you can't have your own struggles. You're supposed to be like superwoman. And I'm like, exactly. Right. Like a therapist is supposed to be perfect. They don't have their own personal problems. Like we're all human. We all have problems. It's these badges of honor that we try to like clip on ourselves of like, I, you know, I may have a mess or blah, but I'm like perfect or whatever. And I see this too with moms. Like I know I did this for so long, right? It's just like, we're supposed to be all of these things. She's been put on all of these roles. We're supposed to be like the superwoman, right? And that's what's like praised all the time on social media is these moms that can do it all, right? They're like the Pinterest tree moms. They've got the freaking, uh, the per- it looks like the perfect life and the perfect marriage and the perfect kids with the perfect house. And they're doing all the things and they're taking their kids to all the, the stuff and they're, you know, baking and they're, you know, creating and they're quilting and they're like, they're doing all these things. And you're sitting there and I, I look at, and I'm like, kudos for moms that can do that. I'm not shaming that either. I'm just saying that, like, I know that for me, somebody who can be very, it can, it can turn in a very quick toxic cycle of comparison for myself. Those are areas too comparing myself to other women, other moms, wives, how they show up and how I show up and how I think I'm, I'm not doing as good as them. And so if it's anything that I know to be true is that when we share, when we really say these things and stop trying to be so filtered and the filters literally like on our freaking faces all the time, and we're letting ourselves really see each other and see our humanness. And then we also not just see us, but we love each other and accept each other and we honor each other and we learn how to hold each other in the messiness. Like that's what really starts like shifting things and, and the transformations can occur. And so this is just me being superhuman, being in my messiness, saying it all, throwing it out there. Like, and there's a lot more there that I didn't share. Like trust, there's a ton there's a lot of things. And I think I even said to my therapist, like when we were talking about certain things, I was like, okay, I know this is going to sound like, I know how it sounds. Like I hear myself saying it and I'm sitting there shaking my own head. Like, why am I doing that? Like, I know that's not, I hate to use the word normal because like, what is normal? Right. But I just like, I know that this is not healthy, but I think that's a bad, like, this isn't healthy for me. I know that this is it's not a, you know, it's not good for me. It's not loving me. It's, you know, it's something that is creating more toxicity for me or anxiousness for me or restrictionness in my body, whatever the terms you want to use, whatever you want to, you know, interchange in there. I know that, but it's like, that's what's happening. Right. And that's the internal battle that I'm fighting. And so I needed to go into a space where I can just like say it all and get it out. And for me, 
as a self-projected projector, which I keep saying this, like that's such a good thing for me is to have that space to just get it out. Um, and so that's, you know, what I'm doing. And I, I don't know much more about what my treatment plan is going to look like. I know we're going to be talking next week and she's going to be giving me a laid out plan, but I mean, we're still kind of in the early phases, right? I'm, she's just starting to hear a lot and learn a lot about me and my past and the things that have happened and what has happened to mold, you know, where I'm at right now. So as things unfold, I will continue sharing. And I want you to know that I am there. If you're somebody who's struggling or you're going through something, um, I'm always, my inbox is always open. I'm always there to listen. I do love being able to connect with other women that are on the same path as me. So they they don't feel alone. Um, because I know how helpful that was for me in all sorts of different phases and seasons of my life. You know, when I was a new mom, it was so nice to connect with other new moms in the newborn phase. When I was breastfeeding, other breastfeeding moms, when I went through my hysterectomy, other hysterectomy women, um, my breast implant illness, talking to other breast implant illness women, like it's so helpful to get to create a network of women that can really understand the season in which you're in and really help you navigate it. So you're not alone. So if you're somebody who is in your journey right now and you're feeling stuck and you're feeling alone, like, I want you to know that there are women out there that are like you. There's moms out there that are like you and they can understand and they can be there and they can support you. And all I want to do is be able to, I love being that like connector of that. I like being able to connect women in with those resources and those things through sharing my story. Um, and so I hope that this is what this is. I hope that this is what this episode gets to be for you or someone, you know, it gets to be that gap to bridge for them to connect them into the resources, the support, the love, um, or even just to learn. You're right. If, even if you're listening to this and you're not somebody who struggles with these things, maybe it was just so that you could learn, um, and you're just a little bit more empathetic to this and supportive of this and understanding of this. And I feel like that's what we need. We need more empathy. We need more understanding of different perspectives right now in the world, um, and understanding why somebody feels the way they feel or does what they do, like they're in their own life, in their own way. Like what, why, why is that? Which always fuels me. I'm always so intrigued by like how just like thought processes of people and the psychology of things of like how just people in general, right. I I'm such a people, people watcher. So projector of me. I so love to just like sit and observe and like, look at people and like watch them and like, see how they interact and the body language and all of the things it's, I, I geek out. I nerd out over it. Like it's so fascinating to me. This is probably why I love like reality shows so much. Not all reality shows. Let me just pair. I don't love all reality shows, um, but I do love me some Bachelor. That is always so freaking fascinating to me. And I'm always, I'm always trying to figure out like their human design when I'm watching it. I'm like, mm, I think she's like a projector or I bet she's a defined emotional or <laughs> like, I'm trying to always like sort it out. Um, or I'm like seeing there and I'm like, Hmm, like that's interesting how they're saying that. 
I wonder why that is like, that's interesting. Like I'm always and my husband's always like, you're so weird about this. Like, why do you get so invested? And I was like, cause it's just, I just like seeing these dynamics and how people show up in these situations. It's always, it's just interesting to me, but anyways, side note, I, I digress. <laughs> um, Anyways, I love you. If you stuck around and you listened to this entire episode, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you so much for listening as I share um, my story again, even more and being more vulnerable and raw and always trying my best to be as honest as I possibly can when I feel like it's the correct time for me. And I feel like that's the thing that I've learned the last two years is, is this the time for me to share, or is this the time for me to give back to myself and just kind of, kind of hermit, kind of cocoon in, give myself what I need. So just know that, know that as I continue to keep going along my journey, there could be periods of time where I'm not on my Insta stories as much, or I'm not sharing as much in terms of content or podcasts or whatever it is, but trust and know that I'm honoring my process and I'm following what feels good for me and my energy. And when I show up, you know, I'm, I'm showing up because it feels correct in my energy. Uh, and I, I truly hope that that's what you do for yourself as well. Anyways, well, I love you guys and I look forward to continue uh, sharing more and connecting with you guys more. If this episode really like supported you, please message me, let me know, share this episode maybe um, for others to learn from, to grow from. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode.